Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I am Cecily, and this week we're continuing on through the Red Shoes, and we're going to be talking about a song that um, is quite different. (laughs) It's got a a much different sound than uh, we usually expect from Kate Bush, but today we're going to be talking about the following song. We're going to be talking about Constellation of the Heart. with me to talk about the song this week is someone who has been on the show before. Um, I, I remember one of the songs you were on was Running Up That Hill, and uh, he's been on a couple of others. And now we're going to get to talk with him this week. We have none other than... Hi, this is Diego. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking with you again. Yay! I'm No, I'm really excited. This has to be... One of my favorite, I, I know I say this a lot about a bunch of Kate Bush songs, but ultimately, in the end, I think this is my favorite Kate Bush song. Yeah, I remember when we, gosh, it was quite a while ago <laughs> when we first started talking and you mentioned that this was your favorite song. So I'm really going to be really curious to get into that with you today. So I guess uh, first things first here. So... Constellation of the Heart, uh, obviously was written by Kate Bush, and it's an album song from her, from the Red Shoes, and it's pretty much not appeared anywhere else. It's, you can really only find it on the Red Shoes. It uh, was not released as a single, was not a B-side or anything like that. It is an album song, so we're in album song territory here. And so, Diego, I'm, what is it about? So, what is it about this song that makes it your favorite Kate Bush song? I'm very curious because, you know, that's basic history of the song. It's basically an album song. And now, like, yeah. let's get into kind of our thoughts on it, our history with the song. So, why is it one of your favorites? What's your history with it? And all that fun stuff. Well, so the thing about the Red Shoes 
is, I think, honestly, it's one of my top Kate Bush albums, and I feel like not a lot of people um, <laughs> agree with me. <laughs> because, and I've been trying to think on why the Red Shoes is so much of an outlier compared to... Um, like other other albums from the uh, I mean her work of the eighties and I mean this is her only album from the nineties but that kind of range how on the heels of the sensual world this album wasn't as um, received well received mm-hmm. by fans and critics I I try to really kind of think about it why why that's the case and I started to think that. <laughs> It can be. It can easily be said that this is the album that sounds most like the music of its time. Like it's the most relatable to what else was going in. Like usually, we we often you know think of Capish as this trendsetter. Her music sounds like it's made being made now, and she is very much this trendsetter. But I don't feel like people think of this album as you know revolutionary as uh hounds of love or the dreaming war but i kind of i kind of think that's unfair because this is one of her most interesting albums because it's one of her most one of the one of her most um truthful works i think it's because her music she doesn't really put a lot about her life into it i I guess some songs from other albums you can kind of gleam um some facts about her but this is the best reflection of her at a crucial time in her life where things were kind of falling apart oh yeah Mm -hmm. so why i love this song even even within this album and the songs that i picked to talk about with this album are just the 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 two outliers i feel like because some 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 songs from the issues can be really read as conventional. This song isn't, and it's the closest you get on this album to, I mean, it's, but it's also the closest you get to a conventional pop song in a way on this album, but it kind of still goes against everything. And it's strange. There's not a lot to be like researched about it. Like there's not a lot of references two other things i mean there's a reference to the big sky and like yep. the first set of lyrics but you know it kind of feels like isolated within her discography it's and but besides that i love it because i don't know it's just it's really optimistic and in a way that it's not like misguided optimism but it's like from the perspective of someone who's just gone through the ringer and that they're just, you know, trying to get back on their feet and just kind of like reevaluate things. I don't know. I just like that energy. I like the the mantras at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song, I mean, it's great because it has something that no other Kate Bush song has, and it's that call and response part. Mm-hmm. So I first picked up um, the Red Shoes when I believe I must have been 16, and I picked it up CD form um, from a record store. And I knew some songs. I, I knew the reputation, 
but I was kind of going into it like not knowing and the the song cemented my love for the album because it's so strange and it's so strange amongst everything else in this album and it's just I don't know I, 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 I really like that well you're right because it is very it's not just an outlier on this album but also within her discography in general because you know as much as as much vocal interplay is Kate Bush does in her music you know thinking back to even back to Lionheart um I'm thinking about uh, a song like Full House like the uh, the way that her her backing vocals interplay with each other and even um, like Burning Bridge when we talked about Burning Bridge right. that she does so much vocal interplay but you're right that it is this Constellation of the Heart is is just an outlier in general I think because she doesn't do a lot of the call and response thing which is honestly my probably my favorite part of the song because it is like okay now we're and kind of funny. gone off in an intro yeah it, it it's it's funny and I can almost imagine a video for this song where she's playing the playing the role of the captain or something <laughs> <laughs> but not That's her captain right. hat um, and all that yeah <laughs> i was thinking about it this morning and i was like this song totally feels like it's set on like this interstellar pirate ship and <laughs> like this kind of funky like space spaceship and um it's kind of like one of the most whimsical songs from this album and it's thinking about i was thinking about the course of the album and the courses of the narrative and this is kind of like towards the end and it's kind of a relief from everything else that call and response part is amazing because it kind of people don't realize it but Kate Bush is funny she's you know always had a thing for comedy but she never really put it in her music until a lot and this is a reminder of that I feel like because I know also at that time she was doing stuff with like British sketch comedy. I forget the name, but you know, like songs with like Ken mm -hmm. and um, comedy and horror, two things that are constants throughout her career. Yeah. And something else about this. So I remember being very taken aback, like what kind of once I got into more of Kate Bush's music that I was very much taken aback by this song because it, it really is not, much like anything else she's ever done it you know what if i've read somewhere online somebody thought somebody compared this to prince and i could hear that like because it's kind of got I, this like kind of funky sort of sound to it yeah that's um something i wanted to bring up i love both kate bush and prince yeah i was thinking about um how much it sounds like prince in the song yeah, especially that beginning, the beginning with the guitar, mm -hmm. sounds. It sounds like something like, like it. It sounds like something out of a Prince album. Yeah, especially like uh, Sign of the Times that that era Prince. Mm -hmm. Like late eighties, early nineties. I can't compare it to like anything I've heard. It's even in terms of that, it's just a pure, you know, outlier. 
And also just she doesn't really also Kate Bush doesn't have just like kind of I'm trying to think of the right word. It's very poppy. This is probably one of her I would say this is one of her more poppy songs. But you are right. There are still some some there is still some strangeness in there, I think. I think mostly for me, it's the way this the song is structured. So we, you know, we we got the intro and then then we got the first verse, which is I think really more the chorus. And then she goes into her verse. And then she goes back to the chorus and then she kind of repeats the the line the the title of the song a couple of times. And then does the chorus and then she goes into the call and response part You know, it's right. it's it is repetitive because it is kind of the same couple of chords all throughout the song, which I've noticed with a lot of the songs on the Red Shoes. Maybe that was because she was hoping to do this live. And so she kind of kept things a little bit right. simpler. Um, but there, the way that the, the song is structured is, I mean, even though the production field does feel very poppy, that it is still kind of it, it's still not a super regular um a song structure and there are there are some really pretty i will admit there are some really pretty lyrics in here like um mm-hmm. i really like the part it's towards the end i like the ooh find me the man with the ladder and he might lift me up to the stars And there's just a really rhythmic flow to the lyrics. This whimsical sense of flow. And I like the verse that uh, if you see the woman with the key, I hear she's opening up the doors to heaven. And here comes the man with the stick. He said he'd fish me out of the moon.
like that's just so that's that is the right there it's really poetic and that's what i like about um what i like about kate's lyrics in general is just the uh, the poetic nature of them even though it's even though it's against these against kind of more simpler lyrics i would say right i think you know this can be cast as something as a simple song but it's really far from that and i really like the Im- i also i also like the the title there and like it sounds like the, you're kind of going on an emotional journey, like the constellation. Your know, constellation is a group of stars, and that you're kind of you're 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 saying in a way that you're trying to explore more emotions. And and I like that. I like I love the way that sounds. Constellation of the heart. Like it's just very poetic to me, and I I think that's really really pretty. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just full of poetic just words and just everything in the song is so beautiful. And I think that's another reason I love it. It's just, and it's comforting. It's a very comforting song. It's, it's, it's just a song about, I don't know, self-growth, self-care. In the, the past two years, the song's just felt like, just it's a good song to have in your on, on your playlist. So do you put this on a lot of playlists for, for yourself? So what kind of playlist do you end up putting this one on? Like songs that I feel like other people should listen to if I'm making something for someone else. Because it's one of those songs that makes me like think, rethink what a song can really be. I don't know, that's how I change a lot of songs. But, like, but you know, it's things that don't seem conventional. I don't know, I feel like there's a lot to say about the song and at the same time, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd hate to think of it as a throwaway song, but it's, I mean, it's not, but it can be seen as one because it's like, there's nothing about it. It's, it wasn't a B-side. It was just like, it's a, it's an album song. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to be honest, like to me, I don't, um, I don't have as much of a connection to the song as you do, but uh, if it comes up, like if I'm, if I'm in the mood for, something more poppy from Kate Bush and I want to put on the red shoes, you know, I'll let this one play through. Um, it is just so different. And I, I don't, so I don't have as much of a personal connection, but you know, it is poppy, you know, and you know, she really doesn't have a whole lot. It's just super, super poppy songs. I do think, however, you can really see it connected. I mean, she references it, but this is kind of, the closest you know she gets again to a song like the big sky which that's another poppy song like an album song a kind of filler not filler but you know it's in terms of other songs from Hounds of love it's not seen on the likes of them and i that's another song i love <laughs> oh i know i love it just the craziness of it. it's just oh my god and that but, one kind of like this one is a little bit is more kind of windy and not as um not super regular with the structure of the song either yeah, and her voice is really fun in it and you know it's and it's nice to hear her doing other references to some of her other songs like um, we point them all we take all the telescopes and we turn them inside out and we point them away from the big sky and then there's yeah. later on and i had to really hear i had to really listen for it um 
the the line before Ooh, find me the man with the ladder and you might lift me up to the stars that she says just being alive it can really hurt so it goes back to moments of pleasure I totally forgot about that. That's such a great, like, little, like, reference. It's just, like, something that you can really miss, but it makes the song, almost. Yeah, she really doesn't do self-referential things like that. I mean, was this, she does it in this song, and then in You Want Alchemy, when she says, on a lovely afternoon, on a cloud-busting kind of day. I think You Want Alchemy was just put on Spotify. I hope so, because I fucking love that song. <laughs> Hi, spoiler, yeah, no, spoiler alert, think... guys, for later on in the season. Hi, one of my favorites from the season. <laughs> there, there was a selection of B-sides from the other sides, that like compilation that was never put on streaming services, and I think that's one of them that was added earlier this week. Because we are recording this in the uh, midst of um, a Kate Bush summer. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And I got to say, guys, and I'm going to leave this in here. I was just listening to Alt Nation on Sirius XM. And what do I hear this here this afternoon? I heard running up that hill on there. And I was like, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) One of the top songs in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not like now I can say that and like factually statistically be right. Seriously. But um, yeah, you're like, in a way, this almost reminds me in a way, the constellation of the heart, you know, you said something that I thought was really interesting and that there's a lot you could say about this song, but then there's not a whole lot either. I mean, Kate Bush, she she said a, like one little quote about this song, which I thought was interesting. She said um, this was from uh, this is from a some sort of special red shoes era magazine i'm not sure where this was published but i found it on um i found that found this on the internet wayback machine it was living in the past demon.co.uk colon 80 and it's got some kate bush stuff on there and this is a quote from her that she said about this song Constellation of the Harp was the idea of a voyage into inner sp- into inner space, into the emotions, having feelings as the navigator. It was fun to do, giving it a kind of funk feel and playing with the idea of the conversational backing vocals at the end. There was an idea to repeat the theme of just being alive can really hurt, but to reiterate the importance of it being wonderful and beautiful. That brings us to one of my favorite parts, that, you know, closing mantra. You know, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be paradise, which I, I, I've always loved that. Like, I don't know why, but that's always been a really just interesting set of lyrics. How so? I'm curious because I have some thoughts. I don't know. It's it can seem throwaway, but it's just like how it ends on that. It's just repeating, and it just adds to like the kind of the funky nature of the song. Well, it kind of sums up the song too. Like it's just just this idea of like going through kind of going through your emotions and being afraid to maybe maybe I also sense in here kind of an, of being afraid to being afraid to throw yourself into something. 
especially the especially like when she's going back and forth you know i you can't they're they're telling her you can't run away from it maybe you'd better face and she said i can't do that i can't do that it's gonna hurt is it gonna hurt me bad and And I just, again, the vocal delivery in this song is just fun. Just kind of, it's, a, it's a very quirky song. And and you're right that it also, that, that there is a lot you can say and also not as much. Because, you know, in a way, kind of thinking about it, this almost reminds me a little bit of Burning Bridge in a way. Like, it's yeah. like the, the interplays of the the different vocals and, and how, like, that song, it's really i mean she even said herself that it really oh okay well i just wrote it's not really that deep but okay you know not really that deep and i kind of feel like maybe she was kind of in that place too when she wrote this it's like yeah just a fun song about love and feelings and it does feel a lot more feels more a little less other less otherworldly in a way but more in the sense of the um the lyrics in some places seem a little bit simpler and I know that's something I've, I've right. noticed with the red shoes. Like she was a lot more direct in a lot of ways. I also feel like that's the reason why it's not really received as well as other albums of hers um, on the heels of the sensual world, because everything's direct. Everything feels a little bit more, you know, in this realm, a little bit more flimsy and vulnerable. And, you know, we've talked about before, like on the show that she's, Kate Bush is not a bleed your heart, bleed your heart all over the place kind of, kind of artist. She's usually no. telling stories. You don't really know much about who she is as a person. You can kind of, you know, you can, if you listen, you know, enough, you can kind of gain a picture with all the references and things she brings up, literary film, other musical references that create a bigger picture but i think in this album everything's a little bit more see-through mm-hmm. definitely and i and think some of that you know it, it's kind of like kind of comes down to where she was in her life i think you know she just had so much going on you know she was losing she had lost her mother either before or after this album was made and she was going through things with Del Palmer, her longtime boyfriend, and she lost some of her some of her musicians. So she was having a really hard right. time. Really. Really and... yeah. And I think you, there's a sense that things can be um that this album's kind of rushed. Um I don't know if that's true, but you can kind of feel that and um the songwriting and some of the instrumentations. It's interesting where this is placed too on the album because this is you know you said you're you're right. It's it's toward the end. It's track number nine. It's coming after Top of the City, which is oh my god, one of my absolute favorites from the album. Just oh my god, so much emotion. So you're coming after that, and then also, and then what kind the song comes after this one is Big Stripey Lie. And it's like, whoa, this is 
this is quite jarring. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I definitely sense that there was a lot going on. And I think that part of probably why she wrote wrote a song like this, wrote something like Constellation of the Heart, was probably to try and cheer herself up a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I, really, I think so as well. And in, in such a heavy, intense album with, with you know, intense ways of, you know, making sense of things, I think that you need a song like this. It's not like intense dark, but, you know, it's like there, there are certain songs that just take a lot of energy out of you listening. Like the Song of Solomon, like um, Moments of Pleasure, like Top of the City. And she really doesn't have poppy stuff. Like this, yeah, this is probably one of her poppiest songs, so. But that's why it's so great. <laughs> also, I found like there, there, are, there are quite a number of musicians on this, uh, on this song too. Like she's got, she's got her usual drummer. She's got Stuart Elliott on drums. She's got uh, John Giblin on bass. Uh, future Mr. Kate Bush is on guitar. Danny McIntosh. Um, Gary Brooker is on the Hammond organ. Like he's he's appeared on um, and so is Love, and I think one other song from this album. Um, she's got somebody playing tenor saxophone in the background. I'm gonna have to listen again. I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. Uh, Nigel Hitchcock. Um, uh, she's got somebody playing the trombone. Neil Sidwell. Um, uh, the trumpet is Paul Spong, and Steve Sidwell. And Kate is playing keyboards and singing, or playing keyboards and piano, and of course singing. Um, the vocals, she's got her brother Patty and also uh, Colin Lloyd Tucker in there. So lots of different little things going on in here, and it it definitely like kind of has a, a band feel to it, which you know is something she was trying to go for on this album. Yeah, and also yeah, that really comes through so the the band feel. There's just great energy. I think there's a really dynamic, you know, in terms of the music, the backing music throughout this album, but especially on this song where it feels more like a band. Which, you know, she hasn't, hadn't done for quite a while. I mean, most of the, her previous two albums were all recorded. I mean, she, she had, did have other musicians, but she was kind of copying, not copying and pasting really, but the music was less about people being together in a room and more about her is like, okay, bringing them in and you're going to play just this one little part here and then that's it. Like there's not, which can, which can make things a little bit harder to do live. And since she was thinking about going live, uh, playing live and of course we all know Kate Bush never ended up doing that at least until before the dawn. But you know, it was interesting hearing her try something new. Yeah. And I, I, I she's done it before. For the songs like Love and Anger, that has that like multi-person community kind of feel in terms of the backing music. And it's just, you know, a good energy. I don't know. It's just different than other, you know, songs where wherein we can kind of tell it's her and a synthesizer. There, there are other musicians, but it doesn't feel like it's a group. It doesn't feel like it's like different visions. It feels like one one way of making a song and it's a great song but you know it doesn't have that like i i do feel like that's the reason why the red shoes is it just it reads differently i mean for me the for me i enjoy the red shoes for me also 
there's no such thing as a bad Kate Bush album. There really isn't. There are albums no. that speak. I mean, each of our albums speak to different people at different times in their life. And I don't tend to go to the Red Shoes and listen as a whole as an album. There are definitely like like Top of the City. I like that makes it into like, Top of the City. The um, the title track, the Red Shoes, like those make it into all of my like favorite Kate Bush songs, like put them all together in the playlist. Yes, it sounds like musical whiplash, but hey, it's cool to play. I mean, those make it in. I mean, because this album does contain some, like some, I think some of, some of her most beautiful songs. Um, Moments of Pleasure always gets me too. Like, oh my God, that just, I, I can't go through the album. I hear that. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to start crying. I need to pull over. She was at a very rough time in her life. And yeah, I think she, she really wrote this as like just a way to just have fun, you know, try and get through things. I love when Kate Bush does fun songs. There's not like a lot of those, but it always, it's always a good time. And that's why, I mean, you can make serious music. That's also just fun. And I think this is a testament to that. And yet it still does. It still does feel like her. Like there are, Actually, the, like the parts that you mentioned for um, like toward the end with it's going to be beautiful, it's going to be wonderful, it's going to be paradise. I'm a little mad on that myself because it feels a little bit like I kind of prefer when she's a little bit more poetic, but I can see why why you like it. I mean, it, it, it does sound really pretty. It's a little more direct. And so I'm not I, I tend to like Kate when she's a little bit more poetic, but I can see where that resonate where those where those lines resonate with with uh with you and and other people listening who are going hey i really like that sound i mean yeah it, it still is pretty it's it still does it still feels like her even though it's quite different <laughs> and not something i right. completely connect with but i can you know after talking with you and also hearing like seeing what other people say about the song that I can see why someone would like it because it is poppy. It's and she doesn't have a lot of just truly poppy songs. No, and I and I, I've been you know thinking how I think this album I've read is considered a self sabotage album. Like, yeah, <laughs> albums by bands who wanted a really ambitious work and it didn't really turn out well. Like um, Fleetwood Mac's or Fleetwood Mac's Tusk or um, ABC's Beauty Stab, um, kind of albums that don't, even the Dreaming has been considered one of those albums I've heard, like, in, in the eyes of the critic. But I think there's a lot to be um, learned from this album. And also, I don't think it's a failure of an album. I just think it didn't, you know initially make as much sense because you you're hearing her at her most straightforward direct and vulnerable and that's not something you really hear in her music Mm. otherwise but that's why it's so great it's refreshing (laughs) it's a it's i really like when um musicians offer something different than what what they really hone in and develop something that Maybe it's not always thought through, but I really like, I really like outliers and um, and people's careers, and that's what makes this album really fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Like 
you know, we've been talking about here that there's really not a lot, whole lot in her other catalog that sounds like this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else we want to add about the song? I think we, honestly, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, it's, we're an album no, track. I think it's. Yeah. We're an album track territory here, folks. <laughs> I think a lot of these songs are going to be straightforward. You know, it's, it's, it is nice and poppy. It's just neat to hear her doing something new. She's always known for doing something new. So there you go. <laughs> right. And I just hope people discovering her music now um, go even deeper and find resonate with songs like this. Songs beyond running up that hill and withering heights. Great songs. Um, really crucial songs. But I, I just, I really want to, you know, see people, new fans' reactions to songs like this. Songs like from the dreaming and Lionheart. Well, it'll be interesting to see in the months to come. I mean, yeah, this is the first, you know, this, this is the first season where I'm recording episodes. Now everybody's talking about Kate Bush, not just me on this podcast and talking with all you guys. So different. <laughs> it does. It feels very different. It's, it's just, it's really, really cool. <laughs> like I have no other word yeah. for it. Like hearing her on American radio is like, oh my god, we actually care. Yes, <laughs> all over, all over Instagram, all over TikTok. And you know what? I really hope, and I, I said this in the the running up that hill episode special that I did a little while ago. That you know, I really hope that you got. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know, and you're a new Kate Bush fan, hey, welcome in. We're glad you're here, and she's got so so many cool songs to offer, and you know what? I hope you'll go beyond running up that hill, but you know what? Even yeah. if they never go beyond that, at least they know who she, who they she know is. Who she is. And that's so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you always hope that people are going to go beyond just the big hit. Hopefully. Such an amazing artist, but it's just really hopeful. And just hopefully, you know. If we don't have anything else to add about the song, so um, well, thank you so much for being on the show today, and it was great to talk to you as always. And glad I got to talk to you about thank your favorite you. Kate Bush song. So, <laughs> thank you for having me. wraps it up for this episode of strange phenomena the music of kate bush just wanted to thank you all so much for listening and continuing to support the show and if you are listening to this if this was your very first episode ever you're like okay i enjoy this episode and then this chick and what this chick is doing how can i follow her and all that well here's how you can follow you can follow me on facebook facebook.com slash kate bush podcast you can follow me on twitter twitter.com slash strange kate cast you can also call the hotline and leave a message, and your message can be played on a future episode, 1-757-349-6369. You can also email the show, katebushpodcast at gmail.com. So lots of different ways to be involved. Oh, and we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash katebushpodcast. So I want to thank everybody so much for listening. And so next time we're going to be talking about Big Stripey Lie. That's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see everybody next time. Bye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 